0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, June 9th, 2016. And you guys are listening to episode 261. It is an early Thursday morning. Uh, I had a very late spot in New York City last night, and I would not have been able to give you the hundred percent Verzi effect that all you people out there deserve. Okay, so I'm doing it now, it's early Thursday, it is a cold, windy June morning here in New York, I don't know where you guys are, but we've had beautiful weather in like the high 70s into like the, I'd say it's been like 78, 79 to like 90 degrees the past week or so, and yesterday and today, this shit just, we're like, nah, we're gonna... We're gonna tease you with going back to the shit that it has been for so long, and uh, drop it down into the high 50s, low 60s, and uh, give you a lot of wind. So, uh, but I didn't mind it, to be honest with you. When it's a little more cold and brisk like this, I sleep like a fucking baby. So that's been uh, that was good last night. But it sucks because like you go outside, and you just get caught. You know, I can't walk the dog the way I want to because it's just ridiculous. The dog's got dogs freezing his balls off. You know. My dog's from Aruba. He's like, dude, fuck this. Let's go inside. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he was loving it when it was, uh, you know, ninety-four degrees, hot. You know, he was like, this is great. Now, he goes outside and like, if I put him on the runner or whatever, he just looks at the door like, I gotta. I, I mean, I can't do this. Uh, but anyway, I have a great show for you guys. I hope everybody had a good time in between. I'm excited about two sixty one because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um. A lot of stuff, sports, a lot of stuff, the election, I saw a movie, um, I got some funny stories for you, uh, so a lot of great stuff to talk about today on the show, and, uh, the number of the Verzi Effect is rising, guys, the versie Effect podcast is, um, is stronger and doing better than ever, and as always, I owe it to you guys, I owe it to you guys, people are listening more and more, um, so a ton of stuff to talk about. But before I get into the show, I got to shout out the sponsors. As always, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, of tomorrow. Just a, you know, you know, household name comedians, comedians that are uh, up and coming. Very funny comedian Dave Gavry out there in Chicago runs a great site. And uh, he sits down and he talks with, uh, you know, these comedians really thoroughly, and get some great stuff from them, so if you're a comedy nerd, which you probably are if you're listening to this, go to gonzofame.com, he's always adding new comedians, and great, uh, having great chats with people, so check that out, Um, uh, also, uh, one of the newer sponsors uh, that I'm really excited about, he's been helping me out um, with uh, our dog Lloyd, who is getting better, still has some work to do, but uh, City Living Dog Services, citylivingdog.com, and Coach Mike, who is truly one of the best dog trainers that's out there. Um, You know, what Coach Mike does is he takes these dogs and just is insanely patient with them. Uh, Dogs that, from whatever they need, whatever they're doing, if they're, you know, overly hyper, if they're, you know, if they've just been in a bad situation and need to calm down, this guy knows how to do it, um, he just gets the psychology and the behavior of dogs, and um, he helped me, I met him out, he's out in the New England area, um, but please contact Coach Mike, um, bringing people and their canine family members together through confidence, patience, and consistency is exactly what he does, please check out all of his social media platforms, his uh, Instagram. He has an amazing YouTube channel, okay? Go to citylivingdog.com and you could go to the YouTube channel or just type in City Living Dog onto YouTube and you could see the amazing videos that Coach Mike has and what he does. Um, I saw a picture of his daughter walking with this like gigantic pit bull And his daughter's like three. And the pit bull would not walk past his daughter. Like it just... I mean, he's got these things trained like robots. It's absolutely crazy. Um, So go to citylivingdog.com. Check out his Instagram. Check out his Facebook. Check out the YouTube channel. Coach Mike. This guy is absolutely legit. uh, And should and will probably have a television show doing it. Because he's just... You know... It's hilarious. There's a picture of him holding like five dogs. Like bulldogs, pit bulls, everything. Dogs that would, and they're just like sitting there like good students. It's just insane uh, how good he is. So please go to citylivingdog.com and coach Mike, uh, and you will definitely uh, be happy with the results. Uh, he gives amazing advice as well. Uh, please contact them and tell them that, um, you know, the Verzi Effect sent you. And uh, I'm also happy to announce that the Verzi Effect podcast has a new sponsor, which I am extremely excited about, Um, you know, every time I talk to a company or, you know, get a sponsor for the show, it's always something that I want to make sense for the show, and uh, the cool thing about this one is, as you guys know, a lot of times when I do the show, I drink something, I'm drinking something, and uh, I tell you guys what it is, a lot of times it's seltzer, sometimes it's like a lemonade or an iced tea, Um, but I like to drink something and I like to drink something healthy. I'm a big drink guy, okay? I'm just, I, I am. Like, I love drinks, I love, you know, different types of drinks, different flavored drinks, and most of all, I like healthy drinks. Uh, that's why this sponsor falls into this perfectly. Um, came across this company, uh, and I just was like, oh, this is amazing. And it's an up-and-coming, amazing company called Drink More Good, Okay, and what More Good does, what Drink More Good is, is it's basically um, handcrafted uh, syrups and mixers they produce. Okay, uh, from real organic ingredients. Everything is organic. There's no chemicals, there's no, you know, uh, any of those sweeteners that are unhealthy for you, nothing like that. Okay, it's fr- it's real organic ingredients, hand-crushed herbs and spices, uh, fresh organic ginger, fresh organic... Um, citrus, uh, you can mix with seltzer, water, um, you know, and, and it's, it's a healthier version of soda, so, uh, you get to choose, okay, you get to choose how much you want, uh, it's like half the sugar and calories of a mainstream soda, if you don't drink soda, uh, they package, they package it as a syrup, all you have to do is add less to make it as sweet as you want, which is amazing, um, you have full control over the amount of sugar in your drink. There's no preservatives. There's no high fusion corn syrup. Nothing artificial. Okay, the shelf life, if, uh, opened in, uh, fridge at at least eight months, unopened up to two years. Uh, 12 to 24 servings out of each 12 ounce bottle. Two to four servings out of each two ounce bottle. Uh, cocktail recipes uh, on the side of every bottle, so you can make it with cocktails, uh, just, you, you know, you could cook with it, you could use it in, in, you know, like as as marinades and glazes and for baking, all that stuff, but, um, you know, me personally, I love ginger ale, they have an amazing ginger ale, um, you know, they all, but also, they have amazing, amazing flavors, okay, and it's drink more good uh, if you guys are interested in this, I'm telling you right now, uh, these guys are coming. It's going to be one of the biggest things out there in drinks, and I'm so thrilled that uh, I'm working with them. Uh, honestly, they're just, uh, and they're amazing dudes. Well, how do I know they're amazing dudes? Here's how I know, because uh, they are doing a mission as well, okay, a philanthropic mission. In three years, they've raised over 26000 um, For their uh, partner nonprofit, generosity.org, and have funded five water wells through Ghana, Uganda, and Haiti. All right. Um, you can purchase Drink More Good at drinkmoregood.com. And if you use promo code GoodMaker at the checkout, you will get 20% off. Okay. That's GoodMaker at the checkout. You're getting that from the Verzee Effect podcast. Let them know you listened, get a package of their mixes, and tell me it does not change the drinking game. Now, you know the way you guys, a lot of you guys started going to my Starbucks uh, drink, and, uh, you know, you guys took my advice on cigars. Well, take my advice on this. Uh, It's an amazing product, uh, and uh, you get to be in control of what you're drinking. It's all natural, and it's organic. That is drinkmoregood.com. Please check them out. And uh, use promo code GOODMAKER when you check out, and you will get 20% off. But go to the site, look at all the stuff that they're doing, because they are the next big thing in drinks. Uh, And I am thrilled to be working with them. Drinkmoregood.com And uh, finally, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts, for your favorite comedy albums. Follow them on Twitter, at allthingscomedy.com. Um, because they are the best, and that is where the Versey effect um, resides, so there you go, uh, I also want to start off the podcast by saying that I had an absolute blast, absolute blast uh, with Bill Burr over the weekend working the uh, three shows he did in Syracuse, Portland, and Albany, on, um, what day was it, on Uh, Friday night we did Syracuse, we did a minor league hockey arena in Syracuse And then on Saturday we did the same thing, a hockey arena, small hockey arena um, In Portland, Maine, which was just amazing And then uh, we did the uh, Palace Theater in Albany Sunday night Which again was just amazing, so just so much fun Uh, I don't get a chance to work with Burr that much anymore Because I'm headlining on my own but we always like to, hey man, if there's a little thing in the schedule, let's get it done and have a great time. And that's what we did. We watched some sports. We watched the UFC fight. Uh Burr was busting my balls because I've been doing good. And he's like, Wow, you kept the weight off and I'm doing really good. But I just had so much fun that we uh <laughs> we what's it was somebody what the hell is that? Jesus, it sounds like somebody's fucking trying to break in, anyway, um, yeah, so, we uh, would watch these sporting events, and I was ordering like fried pickles and buffalo chicken, whatever, because I'm a sucker for buffalo, anything, I mean, fuck, you could put buffalo sauce on fucking anything, and I'm like, I gotta try it, you know, so he was busting my balls going, dude, my stomach is all fucked up because of you ordering it, but I thought they were gonna be like lightly breaded pickles, I didn't think they were gonna be awful. But we had such a good time, man. The crowds were awesome, and uh, really just um, like what it should be, you know, out on the road with a great friend, which you forget sometimes. You don't forget, but just when you get reminded of how awesome it is, you know, because you know, you and listen, I got to be headlining on my own. I'm I'm working on my new hour, and um, it is what it is. But when you just get together with a buddy on the road and you have great shows and then you're just eating and chilling and talking and we were laughing, man. We drove from um, everywhere. Like it it was kind of backwards. We did Syracuse, then Syracuse to Portland, Maine, and then Maine to Albany. So it was really just the way it was, you know, listen, it was routed that way because of, I guess, scheduling, of course. But just the laughing and the joking around that we did in the car, just crying, laughing, was uh, just awesome. So thank everybody that knew me on the shows and came up to me afterwards. Uh, it was cool. I was in Portland, and uh, such a fun show in Portland, man. It really was amazing. All three of them were great, but Portland was just, um, just really cool looking. So what I did was I walked out there after the show with like 5,000 people filing out. And I just started taking pictures on my new phone because I got a new phone. And people in the crowd were yelling, you know, at me like, Berzy, that's unacceptable, this and that. But like all fun, and like shit, and it was great. Um, so thank everybody, man. Such a, such a great time. I have never been to Portland, Maine before. And I got to tell you, Portland, Maine was so fucking awesome. Um, after I got off stage, Bill was going on stage to do like an hour and a half or whatever. And uh, I wanted to go to get a cigar, so one of the showrunners brought me to a cigar lounge and then was nice enough to take me on a tour of all, you know, all over. And I guess Fat Joe was performing there, so he took me to this outdoor stage where he was performing. We drove right up, um, and he just showed me, like, you know, where all the boats are and all kinds of restaurants and cool things and historic buildings in, uh, in Portland. I've never been to Portland, Maine, but it seemed awesome. And I, I didn't get the chance to do it, but there's an old Staten Island ferry that's docked there. That's a restaurant that has amazing food, too. I wasn't able to get on that, so I'm going to try to get it last time because it was just too late for us to go because when the show was done. But such a man, that, that New England is so underrated. Like going to Boston to Faneuil Hall and then going to other places in the area over there, <clears throat> you know, even Connecticut, Mystic Seaport. Um, and you know, now Portland, Maine is like, you take your kids up there and go out on a little cruise and do all that stuff. So, um, really cool to perform there. And New England has always been great to me, even though they don't want to because I'm a Yankee. Um, such a great time. So thank, uh, thank everybody and thank Bill Burr for, for having me. I'm going to be with Bill next week, not this week, but next week I'm going to be doing a couple of dates with him in Atlantic City and uh, Newark, and uh, I forgot where else. I think the New Jersey Pack or whatever, NJ Pack. A few shows next weekend, too. Um, so check those out. But uh, thank you, uh, everybody that uh, enjoyed the show and had kind words. Now, speaking of kind words, I had the opposite yesterday uh, at night because I drove down to the city to the stand. Now, this is not my unacceptable, you know. It is what it is. You got to deal with the fu- You got to deal with the shit you got to deal with. So I'm driving down, I had an 11.15 spot at the stand. Okay, so I'm closing out the 10 o'clock show. I have plenty of time. And the Warriors and the Cavs are playing. So I figure I'll get down there with like a couple hours to spare. Maybe an hour and a half to spare. Watch the game. Eat. And, you know, go down, do my show, and get out of here. Right? No. Uh, I go down. I'm on the FDR. And, um... There's two main, for you people that don't know, there's two main, main highways that run through New York City. It's basically the east side, which is the FDR Drive, and the west side, which is the west side highway. That's pretty much what it is. So I'm driving, and all of a sudden I get on, and I see some flickering lights and cars just slowly moving behind cops. Now I'm only third in line, or fourth in line. So I'm fucking, I'm ready to just fly. I want the cop to get out of the way because I'm right there. I don't see an accident. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm just like, I just want to get there. I just want to get there. I'm close. Just, I'm right in line. So you figure if there is an accident, they're going to let the the beginning cars get, it was a nightmare. Two Two cop cars put their lights on, stop and block the FDR when I'm right behind them. It's like I was right there. I was almost free. And they stopped and start putting out cones, and they make you get off an exit. And they're going, oh, yeah, it's going to be closed. The whole thing is closed. Now, I could have busted on the left side, went around them, and just flew. But I don't want to fucking end up in jail or do whatever. Apparently, President Obama is in New York, and I heard it on the radio. And I was one minute from missing it where I would have been able to just fly right to the comedy club. But no, the cops were there in front of us, made us get off the exit, And then I tried to go down 1st Avenue, didn't work. I tried to go down 3rd Avenue, didn't work. I was sitting at a fucking red light. I'm not kidding. I was sitting at a red light that did not move. I might have went five feet in a half an hour. I was jumping out of my skin. You ever just sit in traffic, you're like, fuck it, take the car take the car, dude, I don't care, it's a Toyota, it's a Toyota, it's like 300 a month, I just, and just being like, I'm free now, fuck, fuck, I'm doing what everybody's thinking, I'm free, I gotta get out, I gotta get out, it was an absolute panic attack, it was the worst thing ever, like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't do anything, like, it was one of those things where I was so, like, stuck in traffic that, like, I couldn't even get out, like, I, I couldn't do anything, and everybody's trying to do the same thing because there's so many fucking people in that city, you know, so I had to go all the way to Fifth Avenue. I almost went down a left where I could, I would have been screwed and had to go the wrong way. So I was doing illegal shit, like almost turning, but then not turning. So I took Fifth all the way down. I was just in tra- It was a nightmare. It took me. It usually takes me one hour to get from my house to a comedy club. Last night, it probably took me almost three or two and a half. It was an absolute nightmare. I don't mind traffic if I'm going 10, even 15 miles fucking out. I don't care about that. You know, I could sit down and and, and relax and at least I'm moving and I know it's going to break up. This was just sitting because knowing the fucking president is laughing in his fucking thing and shutting the FDR and listen I get it I'd want that privilege too if you're the president but it's late at night dude there was no traffic like I I mean you know like make a blockade fine do something like that but just like shutting the whole fucking major thing down so this guy could go a few blocks oh my god it was driving me nuts it was driving me fucking nuts it got I almost missed my spot I left my house before nine o'clock. My spot was eleven fifteen. I almost missed it. That's how ridiculous it was. I missed the whole entire game pretty much. I'm trying to watch and watch on uh, ESPN app that I have on my phone. I'm trying to watch. I'm just getting scores. I missed the whole. Fu- if I had any plans with anybody to watch the game, it would have been done because I couldn't make it. It was a nightmare. And then you finally get to the club, and the club was. It wasn't. It was a decent crowd, but I'm going last. They were running late. You know there was co- comics in front of me. It was a fucking nightmare. You know it was a, it was a nightmare. But um, whatever. People have bigger problems than that. It just drove me absolutely nuts. All right. And I'm gonna keep the theme of cars because now I'm gonna do my unacceptable, which absolutely um, almost caused me to physically get out and beat a grown man. I, I was gonna fight a grown man. I I was beside myself. Okay. Um, on a road that goes 40 miles an hour. Now, if you're on a road that the speed limit's 40 miles an hour, you pretty much do under 50, right? If you're a real stickler, you go 42, all right? If you're an asshole, you go 35. Well, this guy... First of all, let me set the stage up here. I had only a certain amount of time to... I only had a certain amount of time to go to the movies. Now I was away. I was performing with Burr. I was away from my family for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I get home Monday, and I wanted to take my son to see the Turtle movie because we always see the Turtle movies. And we always see the the you know the, the movies together. And we saw the first one. I wanted to take him. He's such a sweetheart that he went with his friend to see Angry Birds because he didn't want to see Ninja Turtles without me. And it, it, he's the best. So. Monday comes, and I want to go see the movie with them. so I'm like, all right, look, you get out of school, mom gets out of work at 6, uh, Sophia gets out of daycare around 6, there's a 6.45 movie, so we'll get so a little early, I have mommy meet us there, everything is great, so we eat, I rush the kids a little bit because they take forever, I took them to get pizza, everything is good, I get home, and I have about 10 minutes to get there with about 10 minutes to go maybe I'd be three or four minutes late, but previews and everything, and this piece of shit motherfucker, in a red Jetta GTI, little fucking hatchback, is going, and this guy's taking forever, and he's going super slow, and I'm like, well, maybe he'll, you know, maybe he won't be at my exit, guess what, he's at my exit, then I'm like, oh, he's definitely going to turn, he doesn't turn, and then I notice he's got Connecticut plates, now, I live on the border of Connecticut, but I'm in New York, which tells me what, everybody, he's going to Connecticut too, so I'm stuck behind this guy, so now I got about a 10-minute ride with this guy going 20 to 25, and I was beside myself, I'm going, if this guy makes me miss any of this movie when I'm trying to take my son to see, I'm going to lose my shit on this asshole, okay, it's it's not that busy of a road, it's, it's, uh, you know, 40 miles an hour, and I just start tailgating him, I'm like, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go, you can't go 20, and he just stayed a dick and he stayed going 20, 25, and I swear to God, I almost hit him. And I stayed behind him, and finally he knew, so he'd go a little bit, but he just stayed there. He just stayed there. Again, wanted to jump out of my skin. My kids don't know what's going on, and I am ready. I'm thinking to myself, all right, I gotta run this guy off the road. I mean, at the end of the day, it is crazy and ridiculous because I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to see, you know, mutated turtles that jump around and you know with swords and shit. I know it's ridiculous, but I want to take my son to see it. And I want to get there on time. So my wife calls and she goes, I'm here, where are you? And I said, I'm a few minutes away, I'm going to kill the I'm, I'm, I was going nuts, going nuts. So finally, the high school on the left comes up and he puts his blinker on and this guy held me up an easy five minutes and I just laid on the horn looking at him and he didn't even look at me, he was probably some piece of shit teacher who was just like, well, you know, if, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not changing, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I know it's 40 but I'm going to be, fuck you dickhead. You know, like seriously, what if there was somebody pregnant in the car? I mean, I know there's a big difference between your pregnant wife having to get to the hospital and you going to see Ninja Turtles 2, but you know what I mean. It's the same thing. It's like somebody's in a rush to do something, and you're going 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. Just stay in there. I wanted to hit this. Like, I, I never want to see anybody hurt or killed. God forbid. I don't want to see anybody hurt or killed. But the thought, the thought. Of me pushing this guy's bumper until he flies into the left lane and then just having a truck hit him. And then he just wakes up in the hospital and somebody said, yeah, you were an asshole. You were an asshole. Luckily, you could still walk and you're alive, but you were an asshole driving. So next time, you stupid piece of shit. You know what you do next time, you asshole? You go the speed limit, dickhead. Yeah, and then you don't wake up in a hospital. Oh, my God. Just the absolute, the absolute anger I have now saying it. I still see... The shiny glare of the silver GTI whatever on his stupid hatchback Jetta or Volkswagen. I'm sorry. His Volkswagen GTI or whatever it was. I don't care. Fucking Jetta Passat. I just, I hate Volkswagen because of this guy. And I just, I could not deal with what was going on. So then, of course, as soon as he leaves, I step on the gas. My kids are like, Dad, why are you going so fast? And I realize I got my kids in the car. I got to calm down. Just a nightmare. And to add insult to injury, we walk in and the opening scene started. We probably only missed about 30 seconds of the movie, 20, but it was still, still, I wanted the beginning. I wanted the beginning and I did not get it because of this asshole, all right? Oh my God, dude. Is anything worse than when the speed limit is, is you know, you know 35 or 40 and somebody's doing fucking 19 or 20? And then I'd get him up to 25 and he would just stop. now no, I'm not going to just going into the high school. What a dick. He was either a dickhead dad or a teacher who forgot something. I don't know what he was. What an asshole. Absolutely unacceptable. Use the horn, people. Use the horn. The horn is there. I laid into the horn yesterday, some Mazda Miata, when I was just trying, I was like already in an hour of traffic, there was a black Mazda Miata, and I just laid on the horn, because the guy wasn't going fast enough with traffic, maybe I was being a Russian dick, but you know something, he could have been going faster, and for what everybody was going through, he should have known better, when everybody sees everybody in a fucking struggle, and a panic, go, go, just go, hit the gas, go, so I just laid onto the horn, and he did the thing where he threw his hand up, but you know what, he went, he went faster, piece of shit guys I'm fired up right now man I'm fired up right now I just I there's too many people on the earth I can't take it I can't take it I just it's it's we're stuck you know that we are prisoners of our environment we're stuck we're stuck you can't do anything now you can't go to the zoo with your family on a, on a Saturday you can't you can't go to the zoo on because it's, it's an absolute fucking shit show that's a zoo within itself it's just a herd of people just walking by. Anything any great attraction. Everybody wants to see it. You know? In this world, you either have to have so much money that you could do things exclusively, or you gotta stay home to keep from losing your fucking mind and, and, and feeling like a like a prisoner in your own environment. It's 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 ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The major cities in this country are are just packed highways packed, Los Angeles, four, five lanes, just packed, Chicago, packed, New York City, packed, oh, my God, one little, that's the thing, like, that's when you know things are bad, where one little blip, one little fucking wrinkle, and it's a shit storm, remember Katrina, people fighting at gas stations, somebody got shot, I think, over gas, one little thing, one storm, one big thing, and people are just lined up, that goes to show you, man, shit's gonna hit the fan, I'm not trying to be gloomy on this one, but the sh- when the shit hits the fan, what are you going to do? Like, that's that's really the, a, a serious question, you know? When there's a shortage of gasoline or, or or oil or all kinds of, you know, things that we need, what's going to happen when people are just in a frantic, insane thing? That's See, that's what I worry about. I don't worry about aliens. I don't care. I don't care about that. I, you know, I don't care if the Earth is flat. So what, flat. this whole idea that people are going to be in some kind of frenzy, nothing is going to happen because two things are going to happen. You know, like either, well, nothing is going to happen on the grand scale. And what is going to happen is you're going to either have people who just don't want to believe the news and are in their own world, and then you're going to have smart people who accept it. You know what I mean? If they told you tomorrow aliens existed, what are you going to do? Let's go to the dumb people. What do you think they're going to do? They're either going to be like, "Man, I don't believe it. They're just telling us that cuz I'm going to church tomorrow." I believe, you know, that's what they're going to do. And then you're going to have smart people who go, "Yeah, of course there's other things. Of course the government's been covering up. We know. We know." What do you think all these what do, you, what do you think all these astronauts on their deathbed are saying when they went to the moon, they saw shit that made them fucking turn green? Of course there's things out there. You know what I mean? What, what, you, <laughs> There's a reason we have a stealth bomber that could fly like that and go under the radar. We didn't get it from us. You know, I don't understand this whole, this whole idea of, of there's going to be mass panic of that or, or, or whatever else, you know? The earth is flat. Like, I know, I mean, the earth is not flat. I, I, I truly believe if you think the earth is flat, you're you're really not paying attention and you're just trying to get a rise out of somebody trying to argue. It just is not. It's it's an absolute ridiculous thing to think that the earth is flat. It's absolutely re- ridiculous to think that. Yes, I said it. It's ridiculous. Okay? Okay. But let's just say, for argument's sake, it is. All right, fine. There's a fence somewhere at the end of it. All right, I still need to eat tomorrow. My kids need to eat. I don't give a fuck. You know what I give a shit about? I give a shit about sitting in traffic for fucking 15 hours because the shit hit the fan and nobody knows what's going to happen and everybody's crowded and crimes are going to start being committed because people are panicking because they're stuck like a caged animal because they can't get out. Or there's no gasoline anymore and people are shooting each other at gas stations over one little fucking storm. A tree goes down and people are in a panic. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of that because there's too many fucking people. Oh, God, I wish I didn't sit in that traffic last night. I am fired up right now, guys. Uh, I was one little highway. Think about that for a second. One highway in New York City. I know it's a big one. But one road where cars just flow on, going down, gets stopped, and the city is just in gridlock. Think about that for a second. God forbid there's an attack again. God forbid there's anything like that. You just got to get out and fucking run. That's why I don't live in city. I live away, man. I live away up in the woods. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be in a place that's so densely populated like that and everybody is there. New York City, people bump into each other all the time that they know is like 11 million people. In the, it's just ridiculous. It really is. And I know, I'll never knock New York City. It's one of the greatest cities in the world. It's the best comedy market there is in the world. Uh, it's, the, it's the greatest. But that being said, it's an absolute shit show. Speaking of shit shows... I'll get into your guys' unacceptables in a minute here. But speaking of shit shows, and usually I'm not this angry on the show, but I just, you know, it's one of those, you guys know, it's either a podcast that's all positive and loving and fun, or it's a podcast where I just start spitting fire and venom. And uh, I guess today's episode is the latter. What can I do? You know, I'm sorry. Maybe this thing will turn around. We're only halfway home. But, uh, you know but this, speaking of shit shows, this election is just an absolute, here's my problem, I just don't understand, there's two things that I don't understand, all right, and I'm going to talk about it now, some of you people might get fired up, I don't give a fuck, all right, you don't like it, turn it off, turn it off, go listen to somebody fucking do a a review on, you know, something else, I don't care, all right, here's what I want to talk about, two things, I've mentioned before on the show that I'm I'm a registered independent, I don't give a shit, Okay, sometimes I don't even vote. And I think this might that might even be the case this time. And if you want to. Well, why? Why? Listen to George Carlin's bit on voting. And then before you judge me for saying that after this podcast or stop this podcast now and go listen to George Carlin's voting bit. And then you could come back and listen. And that'll answer why I don't vote because it's 100 percent spot on and right. Okay, uh, I've said before I want to vote for somebody that truly moves me, for somebody that I think will really seriously make a difference, and somebody that I believe in. And to be honest with you, as much as I disagreed with that guy's you know, tax plan and what he wanted to do kind of with money, and Bernie Sanders was the only guy that I've ever seen in politics. I can say this because I, I really believe it. Bernie Sanders is the only person I've ever seen in politics who genuinely in his heart believed what he was saying, meant it, stayed consistent and has had the same record for I mean forever. I mean the guy was getting arrested at protests talking about the shit he's talking about now and you know all the way up until he's an old man with white hair, you know going after people that he thinks are corrupt. Uh, you got to comm- you got to you got to you know commend that. It's it's uh it's really refreshing. Uh, I didn't agree with like what he wanted to do with money and his tax plan on people making more money and stuff like that. But that's just a that's just a, a difference like in in philosophy, I guess. But as far as like somebody that was real, that guy was. And I always said that you know Donald Trump just seems like somebody that is um you know somebody that is is just no, not humble. You know, yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that somebody needs to be, like, completely humble. Like, you know, you can vote for somebody that may have a little arrogance or whatever and and be confident and stuff. But I guess I should say no humility and just kind of, like, you know, it just—I don't know. It just doesn't seem—I don't know, but I got to tell you something, and and I mean this. I got to be honest, if there was a gun to my head and somebody said, like, Trump or Hillary— just on the inconsistency of this woman I would actually have to think I'd say Trump you know uh I don't I'm not voting for either of them but if I had a gun to my head I mean dude they put this like clip out of Hillary just flip-flopping just changing her thing changing her tune um then when she did the hip-hop station and she said man you're just saying that to pander to the black audience, and she goes, is it working, like, she totally, I mean, that, that chick is an absolute fucking deceitful snake that will do anything to be president, and it's beyond me, people don't see it, I really believe that, like, this is not a political thing, I could care less, as a matter of fact, I could even go as far as to say that Hillary and Bill Clinton actually helped me and my family, because they live in the neighborhood, you know, we live in, they're a little south, but the hospital we have here, uh, they put so much money into that hospital having all the technology and the best stuff and the best equipment, and our two children were, were born there, and that was a really great thing because of them, and they've done great things in Westchester County, in the county that I live in, you know, uh, so I, I I mean, I have a reason to be biased. I could say, oh, the Clintons, you know, my kids were born in a great hospital because of them. But when you see something and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like, if you're a Democrat, how do you vote for Hillary over fucking Bernie Sanders? Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess I guess the money thing with Bernie was, was part of the thing. But I don't know, man. And then Dave Smith was on Joe Rogan's podcast, my friend Dave Smith. And he, he was killing it on there saying, like, that whole rape thing. Uh, I don't want to speak uh, the wrong way here. But... Uh, You know, Dave Smith basically said that when Hillary Clinton was a defense attorney in um, Arkansas, I believe, or whatever, she got a guy off of rape, uh, awful, on a 12-year-old girl that was just absolutely brutal. And there's like, she's caught on tape talking about it, laughing about how she got the guy off, and she knew the guy was guilty, and the details were brutal. And Dave Smith was just basically talking along the lines of how she's a sociopath and just wants to get ahead, and, uh, you know, and then when you look at her record, it's crazy. So, um, you know, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, her, her record is completely inconsistent, so it's not any bias. It's like, is anybody seeing this? I mean, I guess you people are picking the lesser two evils here. But, like, if you're actually watching this, it's like, what the hell? And Joe Rogan was saying to Dave Smith, he's like, you know, people don't even know about this. You have to really dig to find this stuff. But, like, it's out there you know, and it's amazing that, it's amazing that, like, you know, you don't hear about it, you know, I mean, you'll hear about, you know, Donald Trump, you know, using a dirty toothbrush in 1987, you'll hear about that, but for something with Hillary, man, like, they, they just, they, they didn't want Bernie to win, they, it really seemed like that, it seemed like a fixed NBA game, you know, all these people lined up, exit polls were saying Bernie, 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 and all this stuff, and, uh, and Hillary's winning by a lot. It's just—I mean, it's just—I think it's silly. And to, and to think—and here's the funniest part about the whole thing—is to think that they can fix a ball game. It's been proven that they've fixed professional and college sports. They've probably fixed high school sports. But it's been proven that college and pro sports have been fixed for for money. Uh, to think that the the, the government can fix, you know, a presidency. You know, think about it. Obama can't have Trump be the next guy after him. Hillary after him kind of keeps what he did in place. So, I think the whole thing just stinks. Uh, It stinks to high heaven. Remember in uh, Beverly Hills Cop? But yeah, so, I don't know. I think Hillary is an absolute liar, deceitful, you know, person who would do anything, you know, doing anything to... You could tell she was lying, too, when she went in about the hot sauce. Like, what do you keep in your purse? And she said, hot sauce. And she, like, said it, like, trying to be, like, hip-hop-y. It was, dis- it was despicable. And then, oh, is it working? And then just all of the pandering and all of the lying, all the shit that she's done. It's just like, how do people not know she's filthy? She's absolutely filthy. You know? I just... I, It's just this is like the worst thing for the country these two people. There's nobody that you're like wow That person's a gentleman or that person's real or that woman is like honest and let's give her a chance It's just the same old same old shit You know, I don't know man, it's a shit show. What are you gonna do? It's an absolute shit show All right, right, let's get to your guys unacceptables here Let's let's try to turn this thing around for a positive. It doesn't always have to be anger. Does it? Does it always have to be we could make this thing right? I think we could make it right So let's get to your guys unacceptables, and here we go. This is from uh, Let's see here Greg Roselli Uh, Clean cars and feet on the dash Paul, as a man, I believe it is in our DNA to keep the inside of our vehicles clean. Okay? The inside of my girl's car, for example, looks like she could live out of it for at least a month. It's completely, uh, oh, could live out of it. for. It's completely full of shit that's been piling up in the back and treats the car like an absolute animal. I'm not, uh... Singling out just the ladies. I got a few dude friends that are the same way and it's a disgrace What's even worse is that I personally keep my truck spotless Uh, When she gets in the truck she starts to put the feet up on the dash, (laughs) (laughs) The feet up on the dash Uh, Stuff food wrappers between the seats and start controlling the radio I got to raise my voice and let the girl know she's in my domain not that homeless boxcar She's been driving around This goes uh, for everyone's animal buddies out there that leave behind a can or trash believe behind the can or trash when they uh, get out of the car absolutely unacceptable my girl needs to be sent down to the local uh, bubble king and vacuum uh, the inside of cars till she gets the point thanks uh, for going to try uh, oh thanks and going to try to catch you in Chicopee, mass this weekend well thank you Greg hope you do definitely come up and say hi if you do and um, yeah I have to say that it does change with kids So what we do as soon as we see it slipping, because kids will just, you know, if you give kids, you know, chicken fingers or goldfish or anything, and I know the parents listening know, it just looks like an absolute, it looks like animals were actually in there eating and just, there's just crumbs, it's crazy. There's toys, and you'll find a Lego guy, 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 and you, and will What I do is, and I'm like that too. I love my car immaculate, but with kids, it's hard. So now what we do is, as soon as we see it slipping, um, go to the gas station, start emptying stuff out, and cleaning it. But yeah, for an adult without that responsibility to have a dirty car is absolutely unacceptable. Uh, here we go. Our friend of the show, Kelly Meyer. Hotel unacceptable. Paul, I travel in a fair. I travel a fair amount for work. All over the country, generally speaking, my clients put me up in nicer, more expensive hotels. Some hotels are amazing and beautiful, and I'm truly blown away by their style and amenities, etc. You know I love amenities. Uh, And then, some are expensive because of their location, like beachfront or mountainside, or they are historic landmarks. Uh, And then, there's some hotels that are expensive for the sake of being expensive. I recently stayed at a hotel, which I won't name uh, don't read on podcasts for legal reasons, uh, okay, uh, in the San Diego area, that was insanely expensive, and the stay, uh, was, uh, akin to, akin to a Motel 6 with a $40 breakfast buffet with shitty eggs and slate pantries, that sucks, dude, Um, my last morning there, I was packing up my suitcase, I dropped my toothbrush, and it bounced off of my foot and rolled under the bed. Oh boy, here this comes, uh, and what did I find down there? A bunch of trash, including a used condom, stuffed back in the fucking wrapper, and I didn't see it until after I touched it, because I simply reached under the bed, trying to, uh, trying, uh, expecting. Wait, bed trying, expecting to only feel the toothbrush. There isn't enough fucking hand sanitizer in the fucking world. Hashtag fucking animals. Hashtag unacceptable. That is absolute. Dude, that's like, that's borderline traumatizing, Kelly. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, uh, if I touched a used condom wrapper, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't know, dude, that is, I mean, that's beyond unacceptable, and I would've went right to the front desk and been like, dude, I stayed here, I know this place is expensive, and I had this, you better, you, the company, whoever paid for this should get the money back, it's absolutely disgusting that your fucking room service, or, or, or the people cleaning the room didn't look under the bed to see a stuffed used condom back in the wrapper, oh, oh God, that's gross, dude. Thank you for the submission, buddy. Uh, you never see, you never fail, even when it's gross. Because that, I mean, I don't know, can is anything more like that's up there with the top unacceptables. A used condom, stuffed back in the wrapper under an expensive hotel bed. It's crazy. Thank you, Jason Travis. Unacceptable, Paul. Have a quick unacceptable for you. I was in a hospital yesterday and the day before, on account of having surgery to my appendix removed. And Paul, I have never gotten as many dirty looks as I got from the nurses when I was in the hospital. Every time I would call them, I would get a dirty look. And, uh, uh, and also, Paul, it's like they were fucking drug dealers. I turned down the painkillers at least 20 times. And then a nurse came in and was about to give me an injection. Thank God I asked. Um, uh, they were about to give me morphine after I said no like the f- uh like the fuck we need more cages what the fuck we need more cages um wait a minute so you were in the hospital for your appendix uh, and you got dirty looks from the nurses uh every time uh you would get a dirty look when when you were turning down the drugs that's weird How's a nurse giving you a dirty look when you just had surgery? Oh, that is unacceptable. Jesus, what's wrong with people, man? That is that is crazy. I would have been like, I would have said something like, or I would have been like, uh, like I would have said something to like the coolest nurse if there even was one. I would have just been like, look, I like, so what's going on here? Like, people are like, are you guys upset with me that I'm not taking drugs? You know. Sorry that your job is so much like a robot that you just go, give the, there's a patient, drugs, walk away. I don't want to say that about all nurses. I've had great nurses that were really nice, but what the fuck are you doing? Uh, All right, here we go. Flight Hub. This is from Jeremy uh, uh, Steenbergen. Hey, Paul. Thought you would read my unacceptable last week from Twitter, but to no avail. It was when a guy lets another guy taste his fruity beer. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought I put that out there. My bad. Uh, anyway, here we go. Anyway, I have an even better, uh, worse one this week. I was using FlightHub to book a flight to Vancouver, which I rec, uh, which I recommend no one does after what has, uh, what I have gone through. I filled out all my information, went to book the flight, and then got an error message saying. That the fares had changed on the flight I chose so start again so I went to do it again fill out all of my info again and then I get the same error message so I try a third time uh, so I try again third time's a charm right wrong I fill out all the information again and it tells me there is an issue with my credit card so thinking uh, it was a glitch Stupid me tries again for the fourth time same error message a problem with your credit card I call my credit card company They tell me that the flight hub has charged my credit card for over 1900 in flights what Dude, that's my biggest fear, but I never received a confirmation that the flight was even booked So I call flight hub and they tell me that the flights were booked but then canceled for whatever reason and that I will receive my refund in two to three business days. So now I can't book my flights that I need to book because my credit card is maxed out from these fucking assholes booking the same goddamn flight three times. Put those flying dickheads uh, at Douche Hub in a cage and strap them (laughs) to a Malaysia airline plane. Unacceptable. Uh, Can't believe I missed you in in Windsor. Uh, Yeah, Windsor. Ontario, next time you are in Southern Ontario, I will make sure I don't miss out, hope uh, you make it big, you deserve it too, cheers, thank you so much, um, Jeremy, and uh, my biggest fear is what happened to you, because I book flights, you know, doing stand-up, traveling all over the place, I book flights constantly, speaking of that, I have to book one today, and my biggest fear is that I'm going to be charged multiple times. Or even when I go to a store, you know, when you go to a store and the lady swipes it, and they're like, I'm sorry, can I have that again? And they swipe it again. I'm always like, listen, you're not you're not charging it again, are you? are like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And thank God it's been to this point. But yeah, that's an absolute nightmare. And the fact that they wouldn't, the fact that you had to wait because of their fuck up, that's unacceptable. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Uh, this one is unacceptable, and movie question, hey Paul, Uh, was craving donuts for a few days and finally made it down to the donut shop, when I went to pick up my donuts, I noticed two big nasty-ass flies on some of the other donuts, these flies were so big, when the lady opened the case, I could hear them hitting the glass, shame on any food place with glass cases and flies on display, unacceptable, yeah, Nothing's like, nothing is worse than when a fly is banging into the glass door and it sounds like a bird. (laughs) Especially when there's food around. Uh, Also, if you haven't already, you should check out 10 Cloverfield Lane. Don't watch anything on it. Uh, Don't read any reviews, nothing. Just watch it. I took my girl to see it who had no idea what it was about and didn't want to go. She loved it. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm actually glad you reminded me of that. I want to see that. P.S. The other day she pulled up to the house and I could hear her listening to TVE. She heard your Disneyland rant in my car and I'm assuming is now a fan. Uh, I did not have to brag or <laughs> encourage her to listen. The proof uh, is in the pudding. Keep uh, up the good work. Thanks, Lee. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you, girl. Um, you should have put her name on here I would have shouted it out But I appreciate that I appreciate um, You know Everybody listening You know Male and female I love having female listeners Like the coolest thing is Cause like dudes are gonna listen And be like Oh I fucking love it I think like you or whatever Which is great Which is what I want You know um, But the cool thing is like To have a female come up And just be like Hey man I love it I love the You know I love what you were saying And stuff I listen all the time It's really cool um, It's funny I have like you know, women come up to me at shows going, I wake up in the morning to you because of my boyfriend, but now I listen. Usually I hate this stuff, but now I listen. So so uh, thank you all. Here we go. This is from uh, Hassan Odom. Movie recommendations on Netflix. All right. Good. Let's get, yeah, because I wanted to also, yeah, that, that reminds me too. I'm glad that you um, put this one in because I wanted to talk about um, the twists. Some of you guys sent twists in. Uh, But anyway, Hassan Odom says, the movie The Circle, a bunch of people in a room, don't know why they're there, Uh, something happens to the first one, and, uh, right, awesome, another one, The Exam, and The Cube, okay, Um, yeah, and uh, as far as a twist with movies, again, Identity was one, somebody said, and Seven, with uh, Brad Pitt, and Kevin Spacey, and Morgan Freeman, Great movie. But thank you, for, uh, thank you, Hassan. So you said these are on Netflix. The Circle, The Exam, and Cube. Uh, all right, awesome. We'll Check those out. Next one is from Eric O'Neill. Yo, Verzi, I love the podcast. I'll jump right to my unacceptable. I'm in Newark uh, for my connecting flight to Los Angeles to Cleveland, and I had to go to the bathroom after landing. I wait patiently for the stall. It's a small bathroom and I'm praying I don't pull a Kelly Meyer when I notice a guy turn and start walking away from the urinal. Dude flushed, turned, and takes two two steps away when I see his pants are unzipped and unbuttoned, pulled down from when he took a piss. This full-grown mid-30s adult couldn't figure out his pants, had to whip his bad parts out to go... uh, to go like he's a four-year-old. Lock him in a cage with a potty training expert. Only in Jersey. Hope to see you in LA soon, brother. Well, thank you so much, Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. Zip your pants. I love when people put their pants too low. You ever see a guy with his pants down to his ankles when he's at the urinal? It's like, what are you doing? Um. <laughs> okay, this one is from... Let's see here, Blake Anderson, this one is from Blake Anderson, and Blake Anderson says, Walmart incompetence unacceptable." Paul, I know that I should never get my hopes up in uh, any capacity when visiting Walmart, but occasionally there's just no other choice. I was on my way to Las Vegas recently and had to pull over in a more rural area to buy a couple of things for my car because a portion of the rear bumper somehow came unattached and started to flap in the wind as I'm driving on the interstate. It's a plastic bumper that wraps around. I picked up my items and took them to the check, uh, checkout. The kid who was ringing me up told me my total was $5.99. I gave him a 20 then quickly realized I had a $1 and could give him, uh, I could give him so I would have less bills uh, in change. So I said, I'll give you 21 so I can have the 15 back. Not five seconds passed when he looks into his cash drawer uh, and at the register display and looks back at me with confusion. He then remarks to me that I am only due 1401. He entered that I paid with only a 20. I respond to him explaining that uh, that is why I gave him the extra one so I wouldn't have to carry a pocket full of ones. He then tried to tell me what my total again was, and I confirmed that he was correct, but that I gave him the extra one to make 15 and change. He paused and then said whatever in a tone of contempt. I took my items uh, and change and wished him a nice day, and he responded with silence, rolling his eyes, and looked away. I didn't say anything because I figured working at Walmart was punishment enough (laughs) for anybody, but to be a complete dickhead to somebody for really no reason is unacceptable. But I'll give him a small pass for the fact that I told him 21 after he entered uh, 20 as the payment amount. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't have to be a dick and roll his eyes. The real unacceptable here is more the fact that anybody could be lacking education to complete the simplest of arithmetic operations the unacceptable really goes to the state of the education system no one should have to look at a register to figure out how much change is due math should uh, math can be difficult for some people i know but this isn't even algebra hope you make it out to utah or idaho soon take care blake thank you blake i appreciate that uh yeah i mean dude when you're going in to somebody's establishment to give money, there should be none of that, regardless of who's right or wrong, it's just like, you know, whatever, it is what it is, uh, okay, what do we, let's see what time we're at here, we are at 57 minutes, we're doing okay, a couple more, and uh, we'll talk uh, sports and movies and get out of here, all right, unacceptable, keep calm and learn English, uh, now then Paul, uh, what's the crack, First off, massive props for the great podcast and comedy, and let me apologize for such a long unacceptable. I'd be delighted if you could read my submission out. I'm a Brit living in Russia, and with that comes the feeling of being emotionally broken on a daily basis. The lack of common courtesy between strangers is a staggering cultural difference that I'll have to come to terms with. I have two unacceptables for you, one general and one specific if you don't mind me taking so much of your time. Well, first of all, buddy, if you are actually... Uh, A Brit who's living in Russia and you're listening to the Verzi effect, uh, you got it. I really appreciate it. To begin, here is a general unacceptable which really gets my tits, uh, which gets uh, on my tits over here. Smokers in Russia throw their cigarette butts into the bin while they are still lit, uh, leading to bin fire. I've seen this countless times and I can't wrap my head around it. I can't work it out on any level, and I'm a smoker for fuck's sake. The, bins, the bin burns. It stinks, and some poor fuck has to come and put it out. It's unbelievably illogical. Take these backward-thinking, antisocial cunts and cage them up in a... S- <laughs> you guys, dude, you Brits are funny. Uh, hold on uh antisocial cunts and caged them up in a, uh, uh, in a specially built uh, suspended cage hanging over an eternally burning bin full of plastic and cigarette butts, degenerate animals. Now the specific unacceptable which compelled me to finally write in, it had been a long day, and it's fair to say I wasn't in the greatest of moods after taking a two-hour a two train journey on a real butte of a Soviet train built in the 1960s with all the luxuries of a maximum security prison. My train journey was followed by my standard short bus ride uh, to my house. Now, when you think of a bus, you probably think of a nice big air-conditioned vehicle. But over here, a bus, or rather a minivan, as they are called, is basically a Russian version of a Ford Transit van with windows cut out and 16 seats. Hmm, lovely. I stepped on and paid the fare, then turned to scope out where I could sit. I took a step forward, but a woman started walking toward the front to pay after presumably dropping off her shopping bags somewhere near the back. Oh yeah, that's already annoying. Given that there's not enough room to pass, I stood waiting patiently, typically because she was a woman, she didn't have the money ready, unacceptable, nor did she even have her purse handy, unacceptable. It took her 30 seconds of rummaging around in her bag to pull it out. She opened it up and took out a note uh, to pay. Then changed her mind and whipped it back inside before opening up her coin compartment. Semi-unacceptable. I saw plenty of higher-value coins, but she elected to tip the lot out uh, into her hand and start counting out the fare in the smallest coins. Uh, (laughs) Irritatingly unacceptable. Uh, I was already feeling pretty pissed off, but I'd seen this shit before and felt I was immune to it. Then the plot thickened. Her phone started ringing, so she poured all of the coins back inside so she could get her grubby little mitts on her phone. She glanced and then decided to pick up the call. Unacceptable. At this point, I'd probably been waiting one to two minutes, so not a big deal, right? But then this haggard Sharon Osbourne-looking motherfucker stood talking on her phone like she didn't have a care in the world. I stayed calm and looked at her, Waiting to catch her eye, after a couple of minutes, I did and uh, and raised the eyebrow gently, suggesting that she hang the fuck up. I figured she got the message, (laughs) but no, she carried on ranting another minute or so, even though a fellow stood awaiting behind me, shouted something at her. She hung up, and then, to my utter amazement, proceeded to pull the old get rid of the loose change trick again. That's when I lost my shit. Suffering from a temporary bout of Tourette's, I shouted at her, Hurry the fuck up, you ignorant cunt, discharge-looking stain on the map of humanity. (laughs) She didn't bat an eyelid and continued counting out the fare at the speed of a lot of of full of elephants uh, driving up a steep hill. I'd like to say that's the end, but her uh, swan song was to walk down the aisle toward one of the only two empty seats, then park her fat arse on the aisle seat rather than waiting to let me get in first, meaning I had to clamor over her. Wow, man, this chick is fucking selfish. What an utter wadsplat splat thunder cunt of the highest order to behave so selfishly exactly and take uh, and take my time away about only a few minutes when the whole thing could uh, and should have taken mere seconds. If I had my way, I would reopen up the Soviet camp with the capacity for one... Uh, uh, quadruple cage her and put her to work, counting pennies with my blurred insult playing loudly, looping on speakerphone for the remainder of her pitiful existence. Full blown, unacceptable. One last thing I work as an English teacher here. <laughs> I love that. I work as an English teacher here. Hurry the fuck up, you ignorant cunt. Uh, <laughs> um,. I work as a teacher here and have got uh, 20 or so students hooked on TVE. They love the show and especially the real English and often discuss the language you use with them during my lessons. That's so awesome, man. Shout out to your class. What's up, guys? Hope you guys are doing good. Um, It might seem far-fetched, but if you ever want to spread your wings, there would be a crowd here that would love to see you perform. And even though I may have painted a bad picture of Russian people uh, here Uh, Where I live in St. Petersburg is generally a pretty awesome place to live. Uh, And once you peel back the layers, Russian people are incredibly kind, loyal, welcoming, with a great sense of humor. Once more, apologies for the long one. Keep up the good work. And thanks again. A huge fan from behind the Iron Curtain, Gaz. Thank you, Gaz, so much. And that's awesome to know that if I went to Russia, I got a crowd. Uh, So I uh, I hope to see you guys soon one day. I actually would love to go to Russia. Um, All right, here, and this one is f- uh, last one here. Um, Matthias Witscoiled. I hope I got that right. Hi, Paul. I'm a listener who found out about you from Burr's podcast, and I'm loving it. Well, thank you to both of you. On my way to work today, I'm listening to your podcast, and I heard the Uber driver story about the abandoned toddler, which reminded me of a similar incident I witnessed just a couple of months ago. I have a buddy who runs and his partner in a sushi bar in my neighborhood. I drop by there uh, now and then uh, to have a drink, get some eats and talk shit with my buddy. On this particular night, his business partner drops by with his wife and hangs around for a few drinks. I knew they had recently had their first child, so I make small talk about the kid. Uh, How is it being the first time parent, etc., and finish off by asking where the kid was that night since both of them were out in the town. Their answer just floored me. At home alone, they had left the toddler, who was no more than three months old at the time, asleep at home alone. Now it's uh, now it's not like they live down the street. Their home is out of town uh, and something like 20 minutes drive from the sushi bar. I never liked the guy before and always thought his wife was a ditzy cunt. <laughs> but I never thought they would sink to these depths of mindlessness, some people should just be, uh, uh, should not be allowed to have kids, I agree, lock these animals up in a cage and throw away the key, thanks for the laughs, Matthews, dude, that is, um, I mean, like, that's such, like, negligence that, you know, something happens to that baby, I mean, that's jail, that's prison, like, you can't be out having drinks at your fucking bar, while your three-month-old three, three month old is 20 minutes away, a 20-minute car ride away, sleeping? Like, I mean, the, the things that can happen, like, you know, just anything, choking, coughing. What about if the baby just breaks out, just starts screaming, crying, because it needs something? Fucking shitty parents, dude. Really fucking shitty parents, dude. It's awful. It's absolutely awful, and, uh, you know, I don't understand, like, dude, my when my... I mean, I'm sure anybody listening to this, any rational parent... Like, when my kid was sleeping, I'd walk in. You walk in and make sure they're breathing, and you look at them, and you find... they go fucking to a bar. I couldn't even... Like, that's so sociopathic. You know what? Those people are good for each other because they're such sociopaths. The problem is they shouldn't have a child who's in their arms. Absolutely unacceptable. Thank you for the submission. Um, man, I don't even know what to say to these fucking people. You know, you have a child. Like, what are you doing? Uh, so, thank you for more submissions. Uh, please submit. I'd love to read it. Thank you for the first time submissions. I'd love to read them. Uh, submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Got a Twitter one here from David Mann. At David Mann with two N's. Uh, David Mann 138. Old people that forget their passwords every Monday. Lock them in a nursing home. Hashtag please retire. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag the effect. Yeah, dude. You know what? I, I have too many passwords. Sometimes I forget. I'm only in my 30s, so I don't want to being in a nursing home yet but you're right you're just like what the fuck man i just try to keep the same one uh Blair Stewart at Good Stewart 17 an apartment building in Utah that forces its tenants to like its Facebook page or be penalized <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> yes it is yes it is um is that it all right that's it let's get into some sports here and let's uh talk some movies uh Let's see where we are at. We are at, oh, oh, good, we're doing good. All right, so, sports, what's going on? The Warriors got spanked by the Cavs last night by 30. But you know what? I'm sticking with my prediction. I'm sticking with what I said. I think that, um, you know, I mean, I will say this. Curry and Thompson haven't been doing much, but I just think with uh, the Warriors still having home court, I think they'll get it. You know, I think that uh, it's a really tall order for the Cavs right now. I think the Cavs got to win the next two. I think the Cavs got to win the next two to, to even have a shot because then it'll be, uh, you know, then they'll still have to win in, in um, you know, Golden State. So I think the Cavs need to win the next one to tie it and then go to Golden State and win. I just think it's a tall order. Uh, but LeBron did last night what he needed to do. LeBron James needed to have the game and do what he did because he just was, um, you know, getting stripped. I think he had six turnovers in game one, seven turnovers in game two, like 13 turnovers he had himself, just throwing the ball away. His shot was off. They they looked, my buddy Giannis, Papas said it, he's like, they look shell-shocked, completely traumatized, and they did. By the way, shout-out to Giannis because his album is for pre-sale right now and comes out... Um, Comes out next week. You could get it. So to check out uh, Giannis's uh, Giannis super funny, super smart comic. Check him out and um, buy his album. Uh, all right. So, and Giannis is one of those guys. Do like he's a brilliant dude. Like the way, like his thought process. Like you guys, if you love comedy, you got to get that album. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like with the with the finals, there's really not much going on. You know, two to one. Cavs look dead, they're showing a little bit of life, which is good, I still think it's a tall order, obviously I'm sticking with my prediction, Um, I feel like I'm in a, I guess I'm in a win-win, because I predicted, I predicted the Warriors to win, which I want to see, but I'd also love to see LeBron bring one to Cleveland, so if that happened, that's cool too, so I'm just enjoying it, Uh, Yankees won, I think, three straight, just swept the Angels. I turned down a game this week. I had tickets, but I had to do something. But I'm going to go to a game soon. And um, I'm rooting for the Penguins tonight to uh, win the Stanley Cup. I know my buddy Joe Bartnick is going to be going nuts, so I'll be with him in spirit watching uh, watching that game, I think. Not a hockey guy, but, you know, the Stanley Cup it's huge. Nothing really else on. Uh, well, I'm actually going to be working tonight, so I'm probably not going to be all over the TV. I'm not going to lie to you NHL fans, but uh, I am hoping that they win, and I will definitely uh, keep an eye out for it because I know my buddy's going to be going nuts. Um, and that's pretty much it for sports. As far as movies, I did see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I went with my kids, my daughter, my son, my wife. That prick uh, made me late a couple of a minute or so, but... Um, I gotta say, this movie does not get the Verzi effect stamp of approval, I, I, I enjoyed the first one much better, I mean, again, I am talking about, you know, mutated turtles that, you know, have swords and do that shit, I get it, but this one just seemed forced, um, seemed too much, like, CGI, it just was, it just, it was just forced and, and not, not as good you know, they had Bebop and rock steady in it, but that, that just seemed forced and silly how that happened. Um, you know, Shredder just like was in the prison thing with them and just showed up and knew what bar they were at. It was just stupid. Um, that whole Krang thing, that brain that was in it. it I just didn't like it. Um, thumbs down. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. You know, um, so if your kids are going to like it. There's obviously scenes that are, like, entertaining, but it just wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, I went excited, thinking, oh, the first one was good, this one's probably going to be better, take it to another level, and it was just the same old bullshit. So, yeah, thumbs down, does not get the stamp of approval by the uh, Bursey Effect podcast, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I heard Angry Birds was good, though. I heard Angry Birds was better, so I guess take your kids to see Angry Birds, but I didn't see that one either. But a lot of kids' movies are coming out, now. They got the, you got that Finding Dory, and there's another one coming out. Um, And I know they're working on like a Cars 3 or something. So that's a cool thing, man. When you have kids, you get to be a kid again. So it's awesome. Um, So anyway, that's it for sports. That's it for movies. Uh, I hope everybody has a good week in between shows. Let's get to the plugs real quick. Uh, Tomorrow night, I will be headlining Cabot Comedy Club. That's Cabot Comedy Club in... Uh, Chicopee Massachusetts. It's an awesome little room. I did it once before before they turned it into a full-fledged comedy club and I had such a great time. Uh, so I will be there eight o'clock tomorrow, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th at 8:30. Please come out if you're in that area. I'm doing a bunch of new material from the last time I was there and it's going to be a great time. So you could get uh, you get your tickets, you could go to, uh, just Google uh, Cabot Comedy Club, you could go to their uh, Facebook page, there's a link to it too, I believe on my Facebook page. Uh, also, the next week I will be with Bill Burr in New Jersey, you could check uh for tickets for that, but I believe that's like Newark, uh, the NJ Pack, I believe it's also Baltimore I'm doing, and uh, I'm doing um, Atlantic City. So that, and then I will be headlining Absolute Comedy Club in one of the best rooms I'm hearing. Everybody's telling me how great it is in Ottawa, Canada. I will be there from June 20th to the 26th. That's Ottawa, Canada from June 20th to the 26th. So you can, um, if you're in that area, please. I have a great time in Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa has been amazing, I've done amazing venues there. Truly, truly one of my favorite places to perform comedy is Ottawa, Canada. Um, So uh, check that out if you are uh, in that area. It will be awesome. I have other dates. Um, If you are in Arizona, I am going to be headlining the Tempe, Arizona Improv one night only. Hold on. It's a Wednesday in September. Let me just get that here. I'm just trying to... Yes, Wednesday, September twenty-first, I will be headlining the Tempe, Arizona Improv. So get get tickets now because I'm plugging it now because Wednesdays are usually hard. I haven't really been in Arizona ever, so I don't know, you know, what the turnout's gonna be like. But uh, come out if you're a TVE fan, man. You know, I really appreciate that. Uh, But I believe I don't know if you could get tickets. I think you get tickets now, but save the date, Tempe, Arizona, September twenty-first. Also. This month, June 30th, when I get back from Canada, I will be at the Calhoun Restaurant and Comedy Club in Saugus, Mass., for the uh, fight benefit. Fight is, uh, it's filmmakers who are addicts, and uh, now they're, uh, you know, turning their attention to creative stuff, which is always a great thing. So please uh, check that out. Uh, That is uh, Saugus, Massachusetts, on June 30th. Uh, So a lot of shows coming up. And uh, also going to be in uh, September, also going to be at uh, Comics at Mohegan Sun. So just check paulverzi.com for all up and coming dates, and there's going to be more dates added as well. Follow me on Twitter at Verzi. That's V I R Z I. And again, please check out my sponsors, gonzofame.com for great comedy interviews. Uh, go to City Living Dog and Coach Mike for amazing uh, dog training, videos on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Uh, Coach Mike is the best and the newest um, sponsor for the Verzi effect is Drink More Good, that's right, Drink More Good guys Uh, and what they do, you guys know I'm a big, I drink a lot and uh, you know on the show and stuff but uh, More Good is handcrafted syrups and mixers. Uh, from real organic uh it's real it's all real stuff organic ingredients okay uh hand crushed herbs and spices fresh organic ginger fresh organic citrus you mix them in seltzer to however you want it so you know if you don't obviously it's not bad for you like a soda you can make it how you want it it's all organic and real it's amazing there's no preservatives there's no high fusion corn syrup it's nothing artificial um if you're like me and you like seltzer with some flavor this is amazing these guys are taking over it's just such a great um new company that i'm so excited to be on board so please check them out It is, uh, and, and to, and to purchase this, okay, is, and I'm going to be telling you guys more and more of the flavors that I'm drinking, but I mean, I love ginger ale and all this stuff and they have all of them. They have all of them, but, uh, you can purchase it at drinkmoregood.com. You throw the discount code in for 20% off, which is good maker at the checkout. These guys are awesome. So please check out the sponsors and, um, I know you're going to love it. This is, this is, these are ones that I'm all of them. From you know Gonzo to, to City Living Dog to Drink More Good, these are all places that um that I love, all products that I believe in, and um you guys are gonna love it. So and you and you could say you're welcome, and make sure when you go there, you tell them the Verzi Effect sent you. Okay, um that's all I got for this week. Uh next week I will be actually home, so I'm not gonna be traveling. So you're gonna get it at your regular regular schedule. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, 261. And uh, two sixty-two. I will. I will talk to you then.